The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch is the publicity director for the Little Brown Jug in Delaware, Ohio, Jay Wolf. And Jay has been doing a top 10 list for a number of years uh, on the upcoming Little Brown Jug each year. Jay, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thanks for having me, Roger. How many years have you actually been doing this now? Uh, I think we're just short of 10 years. I, uh, yeah. We started putting this together when uh, Tom White was the publicity director, and uh, it's sort of continued since then. Have you been pretty accurate in getting most of those horses to the Little Brown Jug? Uh, probably. We're probably at an, probably a 90% clip. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's important to remember that I put the top 10 horses that are eligible for the Little Brown Jug not necessarily mm-hmm. the ones I think will enter or are expected to enter. Uh, a lot of people will call me and say, well, you know, so-and-so is never going to come. Well, I've got to pretend as if you're, if you're eligible for the Little Brown Jug, you will be on the list if you're eligible. At least they're looking at it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, do you do a lot of research to develop your top ten, or how do you come to choose which uh, ten horses? Actually, after we get all the list of the uh, horses that are eligible after the this, this spring payment, uh, I, I'll go through once a month, and I'll look up every one of the horses that are eligible. Uh, then as, we get, as we're into this time of year, there's a list of about probably 25 to 30 that I'll look up weekly. Mm-hmm. Now, how many – let's start out with the basic question. How many were eligible at the beginning for Little Brown Jug this year? Yeah, we had 94 eligible, but uh, thanks to American Courage's win in the Messenger Stakes back in July, he will become the 95th horse eligible. Now, he'll have an asterisk behind his name because he'll have to pay the $45,000 supplemental fee to be eligible. Now, the other uh, division, the Kane Pace, uh, the winner of that race was already eligible to the Little Brown Jug. Yep, Rocky Road Hanover was eligible prior to its, its racing, and Lawless Shadow, who won the Meadowlands Pace, was also already jug eligible. Okay, so they don't have to pay any supplement. They're already eligible. Now, nope. Perfect Sting last year had a great racing season, but it has not been what you'd call great this year, but you have him listed as number one. Yeah, and I think part of that was is he's been very consistent. Uh, we're going to learn we're going to learn an awful lot this weekend, Roger. As you know, we have the Max Hemp Memorial races this weekend, and there's three there's the three divisions, if you will. There's uh, the Max Hemp for three hundred thousand, and they have two consolations for two hundred and one for a hundred thousand, and those are based on total earnings. So, of the twenty seven horses that are eligible for the Max Hemp, sixteen of them are jug eligible. So. You're going to see a lot of movement in my top ten list next weekend. Depending on how they race this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Is yep. case, which is the case every week. Uh, you look at the results that week and go from there. Uh, perfect Sting. Uh, basically, then, you got him there because he has been very consistent. Seven starts, three wins, three seconds, and a third. Seven for seven, top three. 
Mm-hmm. And you got David Miller more than likely going to be driving. And, uh, and it's, if there is a dominant driver at Delaware the last 10 or 15 years, it's David Miller. Yeah, perfect thing. So last win, by the way, was in the gears at the Meadowlands in 149. That was back on July 31st. But a number of horses in the top 10, uh, they haven't raced since 731, and they'll be racing, of course, this week as well. Uh, after Perfect Sting, we got the number two horse, Rocky Road Hanover. Yep, Rocky Road Hanover won the Cane Pace. Uh, on that was on Hamiltonian Day. Uh, I did speak to Tony Al- or Tony Alanya recently, and he said he's very, very, very excited to see Rocky Road Hanover over the half mile track at Delaware. He is not concerned at all about racing on the half. Well, that's uh, the status of Tony Alanya for the last few years because he's. Uh, been one of the consistent uh, trainers that put three, maybe even four horses in the Little Brown Jump. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that goes right into number three on my list this week is Southwind Gendry, and uh, he comes from the Ron Burke stable, and if if there ever has been a tremendous supporter of the races at Delaware, it's been Ron Burke. He, uh, he, he loves the Little Brown Jug, and he always brings his best to the Delaware. And here's another horse that uh, hasn't raced since 731. He finished fourth in the Adios final. Uh, Southwind Gendry uh, uh, been doing quite well, but sometimes post positions have uh, been his uh, bitter enemy. Yeah. I, I spoke earlier today to another outlet, and, and we were discussing how no one really in this division has really stepped up and, and says, hey, I want to I lead this division. And so, I mean, we've got, a, we've got great depth especially up top. Uh, but in any week, I think any of these, any, think any of the horses in my top 10 can win any week. Yeah, because, you know, let's face it, all trainers probably look at the idea of being a three-year-old pacer of the year in harness racing. And right, as you said, no one has really uh, stepped to the forefront to be the leader of the pack except possibly <laughs> Charlie May. And uh, Charlie May's uh, not eligible and uh, looks like we won't see him in the judge. Uh, Charlie May has one more chance to get in the Little Brown Jug, and that would be uh, if he could win the uh, North America Cup. However, the eliminations of the North America Cup are the same weekend as the Ohio Sire Stakes final, so that will be a decision that uh, Don Tiger will have to be making soon. Uh, Don Tiger has already uh, told me he is not going to be in the North American Cup. He's racing Mm -hmm. for the Ohio Sire Stakes championship. So, uh, uh, more than likely, unless that appeal comes through uh, on the Meadowlands pace uh, before entry day, uh, uh, we're not going to see Charlie May in the job. Number yep. four on your list is American Courage, and he won the Messenger and thus, thus is eligible to supplement, right? That is correct. Uh, he is uh, actually trained by Travis Alexander, who... Uh, in the early 2000s, won back-to-back jugettes. So uh, obviously, Travis is familiar with training horses to go two heats. And so, uh, American Courage, obviously, this year's uh, messenger was at Yon- Yonkers Raceway on a sloppy track. And so, I'm sure there's no concerns whatsoever about American Courage getting around a half as well. Fact is, of your top ten, a number of them have been. Uh pretty prolific on uh, half-mile tracks this year, especially in New York Sire Stake events. Number five, Lawless Shadow. This is the one that was placed the winner in the uh, uh, Meadowlands Pace, right? That's correct. Um, Lawless Shadow is is the son of Shadow Play, who won the uh, Little Brown Jug in the uh, 
believe it was 2016 or 2015, but uh, Dr. Ian Moore is the trainer and co-owner with uh, RG McGroup and Serge Savard as co-owners, and that was the same connections as uh, Shadow Play. And uh, Dr. Moore uh, loves racing in the little brown jug, I can tell you that. Uh, last effort, though, for Wallace Shadow, he got hung every step of a mile and finished 10th yep. up at Woodbine. So uh, yep. he's hoping to bounce back with a big effort in his next start. Yeah, Number think, six is yeah. Buckabet Hanover. Uh, here's uh, another horse that seems like a uh, win or nothing because nine starts with five wins this year and has been the winner of elimination races but unable to get there in the final. Yeah. A buck of bet Hanover is a very large horse. Uh, as you said, nine wins and or five wins and nine seasonal starts. He was he was the top of the class earlier in the year, and uh, he's, he's leveled off a little bit. But uh, Tony Alanya, I know, gave him some time off. Uh, he did not race in the cane to give him some time off. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Tony Alanya will have him ready if he's coming to Delaware. He'll be in top shape. Number seven is Water Sports Team, a horse that was uh, earlier this season was trained by Todd Luther uh, and raced uh, here in Ohio quite a bit. Uh, this horse uh, has 18 starts already this year and has won eight, but is now in new hands. That's correct. Uh, Joshua Gradner out of Michigan purchased this from uh, Black Magic Racing in July. It transferred over to the Jennifer Bongiorno barn. Um, had the had a good post position in last week's Millsteen Memorial and finished uh, third. So uh, Water Sports Team is definitely uh, enjoying the new scenery at the Bongiorno barn. Number eight is one eight hundred. Was real strong early this season. Uh, has won six out of twelve, but the last the win was in an overnight June the twenty sixth at the Meadowlands. One eight hundred. Yeah, one eight hundred's had some bad luck recently. Uh, if you remember in the Meadowlands pace, uh, driver Tim Tietrich had to bring this one to the inside because his hobbles broke, and so Tim pulled him up with broken equipment in the Meadowlands pace, and he was on the lead or in the pocket, so. He was right there until uh, that bad misfortune with the broken equipment. You know, we've talked about the New York Sire Stakes, and this is a horse that you got listed number nine. Town Gossip uh, shows wins at Batavia and Saratoga on half-mile tracks. This should be an ideal horse for the little brown jug. Yep. Uh, Another one from the Bongiorno barn, uh, Jennifer Trains, and uh, her brother Joe drives. And Joe won last year with Captain... uh, with uh, Captain Barbosa, Barbosa. so you know, Joe's going to look for it to go back-to-back, and this might be the one that can get him there. Number 10 is My Sweet Boy Max. 11 starts, only two wins, but has three seconds and two-thirds. That's seven out of 11, first, second, or third. His last win was way back July the 18th at uh, uh, Harris Chester in 151-3 and three in an overnight race. Yeah, he's been he raced well in the Audios, and then he raced really well last week in the in the uh, Milstein Memorial up at Northfield Park, and uh, picked up a second place finish and the second place check for seventy five thousand up at Northfield last weekend. You know those horses have been racing well on a half mile track. Uh, has to be uh, really considering the Little Brown Jug, I would think. Yeah, 
But especially when there's really no one this year is really, like we said, have stepped up and, and sort of said, I want to take control of this division. So a um, little different, as we mentioned, they moved the North America Cup to September. So, you know, that's one more chance for us to get a, a, a good idea of who's really coming in and shape and, and, you know, the horse to beat. So uh, we got a lot of racing to go in the next five weeks. And I'm, personally, I'm looking really much forward to the results from this weekend's races. Well, Jay, I thank you for giving us uh, some time of your busy schedule uh, for top of the stretch, and we'll be talking to you again uh, uh, next week for your third uh, week of top eligibles for the Little Brown Jack. Thank you, Jay. Look forward to it. Thanks, Roger. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 